and welcome back to the Unleashed podcast. Today I'm here with Chloe Millett. We met when we did a WBFF posing class and I just felt like she would have really good energy to come on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I thought it would be awesome to have her on the podcast to talk about balancing working full-time with bodybuilding prep because she would always post on her stories. So do you work as a nurse? Yeah, so I work as a theatre nurse um, in a private hospital on the Gold Coast. Yeah. So I do uh, about like 38 hours a week, which makes up like full-time hours. And essentially we do shift work. So my shifts change every week. So that was also a bit of a, you know, juggling Mm. prep and all that was a bit of a struggle initially. Um, But I got the hang of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I'd always see you post on your stories about – like getting your steps in late at night and you always have to be yep. on point with meal prep, like meals have to be yep. ready to go, the, like the day of work and everything like that. And I had more luxury, I guess, because I work for myself from home, but I just do casual things on the side, like we'll go do promo jobs here and there kind of thing, but to be fully on point all the time. And how many shows did you do back to back? I did. <laughs> so I did four shows. Yeah. They weren't – it was kind of spread out. So – I actually added on two shows unexpected, unexpectedly as well. Mm. So originally when I started my prep, I was only doing ICN Queensland, yeah, um, which was like the big state show for ICN. And I was always going to do the end of the year WBFF show on the Gold Coast. Yeah. But then um, it came up an opportunity for me to also do ICN Townsville. Yeah. So that one was, uh, I believe it was two weeks. Yes, it was two weeks before the Queensland state show. Um, and then my coach was like, yep, let's do it. We can get you ready for that. Mm. So that's when I kind of dived in on that. And then after Townsville, I actually qualified because I placed within the top five, um, and did podium finishes. So then I placed for nationals Mm. and then it came the opportunity for me to do nationals. So I was like, you know what, it's my first season. I kind of want to test the waters and see how I do. And that's when the third show got well the fourth show got brought into the, the mm. mix of shows um so yeah it did get quite hectic at the end of my season come going from two shows to four shows but I wouldn't take back <laughs> it was it was mm-hmm. awesome yeah it was yeah. such a good experience yeah how long was your build phase for before you decided like that it was time to do the cut and then do the prep and then how long was your cut and extreme dieting phase for <laughs> Yeah, so I decided I wanted to compete back in March 2022. Yeah. Um, And then my coach was like, right, let's just program and make sure that we're, you know, doing the right programming to essentially build enough muscle. We focused more, it was very um, mixed. So it was like three days upper, two days lower. But I'd already built my upper body from um, pole dancing originally. So where we really needed to work on was my lower body because obviously Mm. in pole fitness, you don't really use any leg power or leg muscles or anything like that. It's Mm. all like upper body dominant. So um, we were really focusing on getting my legs built up so then they could Mm. obviously be in balance with my upper body. We didn't really know where I'd sit category-wise, but we just, you know, I trained five days a week, just nailed my nutrition for about a year and a half of just consistency of that. And then we planned to always do season B of this year. So that's what we did. Mm. Um, so essentially it was 
about a year and a half of consistent nutrition and training. Mm. And then I started my cut 30 weeks out from WBFF. So what was that? I think it was about 22 weeks out from Townsville and I didn't Mm. even know I was going to do Townsville. So it was about 22 weeks out from my first show, but altogether it was 30 weeks of the prep. So, but we didn't start cutting until about, I think it was like two weeks into my prep. Mm. The first two weeks was kind of just easing into like, okay, you're in prep now. There's no off track meals anymore. You're in, you're dialed, like it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you, based on your reflection after competing in ICN and WBFF, so for people who don't know the difference, so ICN stands for I Compete Natural. So it's, yeah, like no enhancements allowed kind of thing. And then WBFF, which is just rebranded to FMG, is all about, it what did stand for world beauty fitness and fashion and now it's fitness muscle glamour and that's all about like bringing the model side bringing your individual flair everyone can have their own posing routines and extravagant bikinis and things like that so what's your reflection on how like which one did you enjoy more or how did you feel well I my heart and soul is definitely after doing um now FMG Mm. after doing that show I definitely know that's where I align simply because I love how it's so, you know, it's freestyle posing. Whereas with ICN, it's kind of like a criteria. So um, just to briefly touch on, so ICN has different categories. Um, So they've got bikini, they've got um, sports model and they've got fitness. This is just for the ladies, obviously. Um, They've got wellness and they've got figure. Mm. And with uh, WBFF slash FMG, they have uh, bikini, wellness, uh, figure and fitness. So with ICN, they had more categories in the female side, but it's, yeah, it's very criteria and um, sports model had, you didn't have to wear heels for it actually, which is really, Mm. really cool. So I did sports model and fitness in ICN. And with sports, with sports model, you can be a little bit more softer, whereas fitness is like a little bit more like shreddy and kind of like um, more muscle definition. And then figures like the, you know, you're more jacked, got more muscle. Um, but I ended up doing sports model and fitness model. But interesting enough, starting my prep, I thought I would be figure. Mm. Um, but when I leaned down, we figured out that I didn't have enough muscle density. Mm. So about six weeks out from Townsville, I had to learn completely different new posing um, to suit sports model and fitness model because it was completely different. Like figure was more like boxy, like with your posing, like you just, you hit a pose and you move, you hit a pose like quarter turn, quarter turn, um, which is the same for FNG, you quarter turn, but it's freestyle. You can do whatever. Mm. Whereas with ICN, it's like you have to do a certain side pose, you have to do a certain front pose and you're marked on that. And I did feel quite boxed in with ICN. Like Mm. I did realise kind of afterwards that I wasn't really enjoying practising the posing. It was fun when I got up on stage, Mm. um, being in that like kind of environment, but um, practicing it, I wasn't motivated. Whereas when I went to go practice WBFF posing, I was like, this is me. I'm in my element. Like I was like so excited and like, I could really bring out my personality. And mm. I know that a lot of other girls that have competed in, um, both federations, but also lean more to the WBFF side, feel the same way. 
they mm. felt like they could really express themselves more um, with WBFF because there's no like kind of set criteria. So I did find that with ICN, it was very like rigid with what you could do on stage. Like you could act it, you could add an extra flair, like maybe like a shoulder and be like cheeky, maybe with your like facial expressions, but that's as far as it would go. That was pretty much what I found. Um, and with WBFF Australia, the lead up to the show, it's like, you feel like a VIP. I felt like, I actually felt mm-hmm. like a VIP, like leading up to especially the Rego night, just the whole Rego night experience, the red carpet, like, you know, you get to meet all the pros and you feel like really included, like a family. Whereas I stand, it's kind of like the day before you just get your face tan um, and then you get in um, on show day, you get your top coat and your hair and makeup done and then you're on stage. Like it's not mm. as like, I guess like modelly, I suppose, which is like, okay. Like some people love that and there's nothing wrong with it, but Mm. I definitely preferred the whole, you know, the fun and the lead up to the WBFF and like, I felt just really special, Mm. um, like a VIP. (laughs) Um, and I really, really enjoyed that part of WBFF. Yeah. Yeah. I like the glam side of it. Cause I feel like on show day, it's, the best you'll ever look in your life until you compete again kind of thing. But you don't really get that opportunity unless it's like your wedding or something like that. You're like, this is the best I'm ever going to be kind of thing. So it's cool to capture those moments. But I kind of feel the same with the judging and judging and stuff as well. Because same as with IFBB, because it is more like both of them are more bodybuilding focus. It's very specific on certain parts of your body, like with, WBFF or FMG they'll say like oh you need to bring up your glutes more more generalized things but I feel like the others it's more specific on actual muscles and I kind of I just I don't know I feel like that's more stressful because I just feel like everyone's got different genetics and we build muscle differently so it's nice just to be able to show off your assets and your best things about your physique kind of thing and have the freedom yeah Mm. yeah yeah 100% yeah, and especially with like the bikinis too, like the whole you can do whatever you can you can add yeah. um, flowers or whatever to your bikini, and yeah. that's the cool thing about it. Like you get to kind of get excited even more to lead up to show because you get to like think about designs. Like I'm even thinking about yeah. my design for when I compete next. Like I've mm. got like brainstorming yeah. ideas already happening, and it gets you like motivated, yeah. and, like kind of like yeah. excited for the next one, and especially for like mm. if you're in prep and like you're thinking about your bikini you get so excited um yeah and probably probably a lot of people can relate on that and like I remember seeing my bikini like Anne did my bikini all for mm-hmm. me and yeah. when she sent me my bikini um like a video um I cried like I actually yeah, I cried like, <laughs> falling my eyes out because I was so <laughs> like oh my god like it was just amazing and then like obviously my ICM bikini it like I was happy with like how it looked and the colours and it looked really good on stage, but I wasn't able to like add the flair that I was able to add Mm. for WBFF. So that's another big difference too. Yeah. You kind of get to bring out your fashion. Yeah. Mine didn't match my hair exactly. I had like purple and rose pink hair, but the bikini was like fire, like yellow and oranges and stuff. I remember remember when I... Yeah, when I opened it, I literally cried as well. I was like, oh, my God, I get to wear something so pretty. And then when I got sent, like, the sketch of my theme where it wasn't even made, it was just the 
drawing of it and I was crying for that as well like it's full mm. Victoria's Secret moment <laughs> yeah, 100% and it was cool too how you did like the theme wear as well like because you did fitness and wellness it was yeah. really cool like your theme wear was like really like different and it was like flowy and like the yellow and mm. I remember it. it was it was really really cool um so yeah and that's another thing too that's another big one like the theme wear side of WBFF and the morning and the night show like ICN is like you know, you, you do your lineup, like you've got all your set times, you do your lineup, you know straight away after your lineup what you've placed or if you haven't placed, you know, mm-hmm. like straight away, like during the day, like, okay, I've placed this or I didn't place in that. Where can I improve? But then where with the WBFF, you don't have that opportunity. Like you kind of, you get up on stage and like, oh, I hope I did well. Like, and yeah. it's like kind of that lingering until the night show, like, yeah, true. and then that's when you find out if you did well, but it's really cool to be able to come out in the night show. And, you know, if you do fitness and figure, you can do like the theme where you can bring out your personality even more. And then the ladies with like wellness and bikini, they get to wear like a pretty dress mm. and like, I don't know. I just, I'd love it. Like I do love the fashion side. Like it's, it's cool. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what are your future goals for, competing now because did you do both of them to see which kind of one you fit into next yeah 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 that's exactly what I did like I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket like I didn't want to you know do just WBFF and then have that in the back of my mind what if like what if I did enjoy ICN more and then I probably would have been a little bit more confused and not as like tunnel vision on exactly what I want to do like I am now um, so I just wanted to like get that like confusion out of the way and know exactly where I fit um, and where my soul kind of feels aligned and um, definitely it's with FMG like Pauline and Ari are just like amazing like they really set you up look after you like and just the whole backstage experience was just awesome and the whole show like everything that it's about it just aligns with me so FMG season A is the goal now so we're just going to build build muscle we're still reversing obviously because i'm only four weeks post-show so um still reversing and then start next year we'll start building muscle we i haven't got my feedback yet from wbff so we're still waiting for that but i did get my feedback from the icn shows and majority of it was saying like to build my glutes and my quads and possibly a little bit more upper body kind of to obviously balance it out um but major goal is definitely to build the lower body a little bit more just to get some muscle density um and then we're gonna gun for the pro card in 2025 but I'm okay with whatever kind of happens I know like the cherry the cherry on top will land whenever it's meant to be you know like I'm actually really glad so I placed fourth in fitness for WBFF and I'm actually really I'm really glad I didn't get my pro card in that show because I I feel like it's an it's an experience for me to kind of take on my own and like express to others as well like I'm big on being like a positive role model for other people in the fitness industry and people that um, are potentially wanting to compete and first timers and stuff like that and I feel like if I'd won my pro card, I would have lost that kind of um, respect for how hard it is to, like how hard bodybuilding really is. Like, and I'm just like really glad that I had that opportunity to kind of like hold that disappointment for a second and be like, 
okay, I am disappointed, but after reflection, I'm actually really, really happy with how I did. Um, Yeah. 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 I feel the same as well. I got fourth in mine as well. The first ever show I did, I got third. And then that's why I put so much pressure on myself because I was like, I've got to get at least top three. So it's better than last time. And I did want to win it, but then I know when I showed up on the day and I was so stressed out, I was like day three of my period, didn't sleep the night before, didn't do the carb cycling properly on peak week and just didn't feel amazing. And then I got fourth as well and I went home and I was like, I am actually happy because when I saw the girls who did get top three, they were elite with like huge glutes, amazing physique. So I was like, it would be weird if they didn't get it. And Another thing is you've got to, I always think you've got to grow into the goal you want, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I don't know, I always think like I'm very socially anxious and things like that. So if people came to take photos of me at the Regio night, I'd be so anxious. So you've got to grow into being a pro and being the role model. So I'm like, I'm actually happy I didn't get it either because I'm not that person. So then I've got to work on all these things internally to um, mm. yeah, be, able, be able to be a match for that goal so I think that's a really good mindset to have as well mm. yeah mm. it's like a really good like opportunity to like learn on like like to reflect back and say okay where could I improve or where could I do better here yeah and it's like a really cool like drive to do better for next time mm. um, and I feel like yeah it's like a really I've got like a fire in my belly like yeah. you know like just getting the taste of it and yeah. seeing yep I, I really do love this and getting that taste to just keep the ball rolling for the next show. Yeah. Yeah. So was it 2025 season A? So is that April? Well, that's a thing with FMG they haven't like announced. They've only announced April for next year for Sydney. Oh. Um, so I don't know where, like what the dates are going to be for yeah. 2025 and where it will be. So it really does depend on um, where, like if it's, overseas it'd probably be unrealistic in terms of financial yeah so it all really depends like I could end up doing season b yeah it's but that that is the goal yeah yeah because I think you know that will be enough time for me to build muscle but I'm also open to the fact of you know even putting it off again it just really depends if I'm in a really good spot um to compete Yeah, yeah and also another thing like finances I was yeah. not prepared for how much yeah like it was going to cost I yeah <laughs> people I don't think girls realize or guys but make more, more girls obviously because unfortunately we do pay more for the bikinis mm. and makeup and stuff like that yeah um, but I don't think people realize how expensive bodybuilding is especially like WBFF is known as the more expensive federation um and I know that um Ari and Pauline are looking at making it cheaper for competitors for FMG which is really really cool um but obviously the bikinis are still going to be quite expensive and all that kind of stuff so I spent way over my budget um you know I did add two shows but I I do recommend to people if you are wanting is it if it's your first season and you're doing multiple federations to see kind of what like how I approached it save for an extra show at least one extra show just in case um because you know if you qualify for nationals if you do like an IFBB or ICN they do like you know their national show then you've got that flexibility to then go okay cool um, I've got that money saved. I can definitely do this show. And then, like, you limit the risk of possibly missing out and being disappointed. Um, mm. It was just lucky enough that I was able to um, 
kind of do the do those two extra shows but for people that are you know more tight on their budget and stuff like that definitely save for one extra show Mm. um and any extra hiccups here and there because like you know my heels snapped I had to actually buy Mm. um my like not on show day it was like weeks before but I had to buy new like just little things like adjustable straps which wasn't expensive but just they there always will be probably like little things here and there that you probably won't prepare for so Mm. I just always say save extra than what you think you're going to spend yeah because I didn't do that yeah (laughs) because you can the first show I did I signed up with like six weeks to prep and get ready for it and I just got Mm. a bikini off marketplace the first time (laughs) yeah I just got a bikini off um yeah marketplace the first time but it's not designed for you so the girl actually had um, like huge breast implants and I had to stuff it with those chicken fillet things and a sock each side oh, <laughs> but, I still did. yeah I still did okay yeah, I still did. and I the first time I only did two virtual posing sessions but compared to like the following year I had my bikini custom designed I had the theme wear custom design you feel like it's all for you and still didn't do enough posing sessions like I wasn't confident enough on stage so you can do it cheaper without going all out like buying a gown off someone who had bought theirs brand new from the year before so you get like hundreds of the price but yeah like it does add up for all the little things and even actually I remember on Instagram I think it was Lauren Kelly that I followed back then she posted always try on your bikini before show day and I was like oh yeah like it makes sense so I got had to get mine adjusted oh I think because it was the cups were separated with like a little thing separating them so I got them to join the cups together so that they could fit yeah. better and they'd actually sewn it upside down so that this like our shoulder straps came down my waist they'd done it oh. like that they yeah. sewed it like that and I was like if I didn't try that on I actually lived in Rockhampton and it's a 10 and a half hour drive away and if I didn't try it on and rocked up on show day ready to go and my bikini was sewed wrong after all that effort like where do you get another bikini from with like half an hour to spare kind of thing so yeah yeah you would have like freaked out and then your cortisol levels would have been through the roof and then you probably you know yeah would have affected your physique you know all that kind of stuff you got to think about yeah yeah, taking note of like yeah little things that can add up for sure Hundred percent. Save for hiccups. Yeah. And one extra show. <laughs> yeah. Um, for you, what were the hardest parts of prep, and were there any times you wanted to throw in the towel? I would say that leading up to the first show, I was pretty good because I had a solid why. Um, mm. And my initially coming into prep, I I kind of didn't realize that when I started my like kind of um, when I decided I wanted to compete, I didn't realize that I was coming from a place of wanting external validation to fill my cup. I was kind of just being one of the sheep mm. that followed like the, the really cool girl that also did it. And there's so many girls that do that. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like when you come from that place of wanting to compete, then your why isn't really that solid. So then when you actually go into the prep, you have that risk of kind of swaying off the plan and, you know, having a cheat meal here and there, like, because you don't have that solid like mindset. And I didn't cheat my diet, but um, I realized kind of halfway through my prep that I was coming from a place of wanting external validation. And then um, when I had that realization, I was like, wait, 
why do I want to compete then? And then I kind of queried that and I, I realized that I value being a role model for others. And um, I kind of developed through the prep, like self-belief for my, for myself. And that's something I never had. I was never a confident person before I started my fitness journey. I never had self-belief. I always thought that I was just like your average person, you know, like I didn't think I could achieve what I have achieved now and I know this has gone on a bit of a tangent Mm. but I am getting to the question I promise the reason I say this is because the start of my prep I was very unconscious I would say like I kind of was so tunnel vision um on doing ticking off the boxes and I kind of forgot about everyone else around me I kind of forgot that there's a life outside prep there's other people that aren't in prep so that really actually affected the relationships around me and stuff like that as well because I was just so focused on myself and it is a selfish sport you have to be like that to an extent but I was Mm. I kind of just fell in this unconscious like mindset I suppose like I wasn't very aware Mm. of what was going on around me so when I had that realization that was quite tough and I felt quite shameful of myself Mm. and like I kind of lost my idea I mean concept of self I would say I kind of was very yeah, shamed about because that's not who I want to be. I didn't want to be a selfish person, right? So I kind of tried to make up for that through like I did mindset coaching through Tess and I still am coached by Tess. She's amazing. Um, For people that Mm. don't know Tess Trainer, she's also a, well now FMG pro. Uh, She competes in wellness and she got her profile in uh, Sydney for WBFF in 2022, I think. Yeah, and she's amazing. Um, And she helped me with my mindset and everything. And the hardest part was that was definitely one of the hardest parts when I realized I haven't been the person I thought I would be during prep, but it was super empowering Mm. coming out of that and then like stopped shaming myself for what I did and actually found my solid why. And that actually drove me a lot Mm. more. Um, I felt a lot more motivated when I came into that headspace. But after I competed for the first time. I also obviously had that fire and it came back because I'd stepped on stage the first time. I'm like, oh my God, I love this bodybuilding sick. Like I had that, you know, but like I knew it was for me. And then it was easy because I had a show two weeks after that, which was ICN, Queensland State Show. So I had that motivation. Oh, I've got another show soon, cool. And I was really, really excited. And then there was about three to four weeks between Queensland State Show and Melbourne, which was the national mm. ICN show. I really, really found that I actually experienced like mini comp, post-comp blues, weirdly enough, even though I wasn't like finished my season. Mm-hmm. It was because of this massive gap. I was, you know, a lot of time between those shows and I found myself being, I don't know, I was kind of just over it. And then on reflection, I realized that I was kind of mentally signed off with ICN. I just wanted to do WBFF at that point, but then I didn't want to not do nationals because I didn't want to lose that opportunity. So I kind of had that pressure of no, you know, we're gonna do this show. We've booked the flights. We're gonna we're gonna go and do it. So that was really tough mm. mentally because I knew that subconsciously I'd mentally checked out on ICN. I had enough. I did two shows. I'm like, okay, mm. I've experienced it now. Where's WBFF? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So that was really hard because I was on lower calories as well to come in. Um, competitive for nationals because mm. we realized after Townsville actually wasn't conditioned enough and my calories got dropped quite mm. low before Queensland States but obviously my body was really feeling it by the time I stuck 
um, the, the sorry, by the time I got um, after Queensland States, I was like super depleted, and like mm. because I was more conscious in my everyday life. And I felt guilty with my partner because I wasn't like able to spend, I felt like I wasn't able to spend quality time with him because I was always working and training and I was very busy. Um, And then we connect Mm. a lot over like making dinner together and going out on a date. And it was just so limited um, because he doesn't train at all. Like he's, Mm. we're polar opposites. He's into games and, you know, like I used to love games as well. We connected on that originally when we started dating. But now that I'm fully into fitness, I kind of lost that um, love. So I don't really play games anymore. But it just was really, really hard um, on our relationship because we weren't spending that quality time together where we felt like we weren't. Yeah, so it, it is yeah. it is hard, I feel like, when you've got a partner that doesn't do bodybuilding as well like it's you know they're in their own like kind of normal world whereas you're like doing like this bodybuilding like strict diet like I can't go out for dinner and do like the normal things that couples would do normally um so that was you know one of the Mm. um hard things as well because on the back of my mind I always knew that it was also having a toll on my partner like just being so busy all the time Mm. so they were definitely the the big struggles I would say during prep but I never once wanted to throw in the towel and say no I'm not doing this anymore like I always knew that I wanted to do it because I had that solid why that I built but yeah I suppose like being like I'd never been so depleted obviously before and like trying to like be still show up as a like a kind human being you know it's important to know that just because you're starving and tired and feeling like shit it doesn't give you an excuse to treat everyone else like shit. Like you've got to still show up, especially as Mm. a nurse. Like I can't, you know, take my hunger and anger out on a patient. Can I like, that Mm. wouldn't be right. And I can't do that to my work colleagues either. Mm. Um, So yeah, it was hard, like, you know, coming to work and having to explain to people, look, I'm, I'm in a bodybuilding prep. Um, Just ignore me. Like I'm not as bubbly as I normally am. Like I was never rude to anyone. Like I was always, you know, nice. Yeah. But I'm like, if I look flat, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, I think it was interesting that you touched on the point of uh, having your why of why you compete. Because I think what a lot of people think is that someone asked me, like, is it, um, how do I feel doing such a, I don't know what the word is, but when you're like so focused on an exterior thing. And I was like, oh, I actually, even though you are judged on your appearance, I don't actually view it as that like one of my reasons well one of my driving forces I guess is to see just what I can achieve with my physique in my life like that's a pretty cool thing to get to your peak ever conditioning like because most people I guess they don't try because it's like not a goal kind of thing because it takes a lot of work but another thing is the internal belief that you are like your highest version of you kind of thing. Cause I always look at all my role models who do the show and stuff and follow them online and look at them on stage. Like, oh my God, they're so amazing. So then for you to stand on stage, you have to believe that you're worthy kind of thing. So as you're going through the posing routine, it's like an internal thing. And when I did the last show, I was actually shaking the whole time. I lost balance in my heels. I was trying to tense my quads. And I was, <laughs> I feel like I posed very slow. I was very jittery from not sleeping the night before, but the nerves were so bad that I was shaking through the whole thing. So I didn't quite feel like 
in myself, if, like, yeah, didn't quite feel like I 100% believe in myself, if that makes sense. So even though it's an external sport that focuses on your looks, like you have to feel yourself to actually be able to do the posing routine and be like, yes, I'm here and like strut with the walk kind of thing. So I don't think people really realize that if they look at it from the outside. <laughs> yeah, and no, a lot of people will think that, you know, and that it's all, yeah, it's all about your physique. But if you haven't built that mindset, if you haven't built that confidence in yourself, um, mindset is just as important as ticking the boxes off to be able to get your physique where it needs to be for stage. Like people don't realize how important it is to yeah work on your mindset like if you don't you know if you don't feel confident in yourself it's actually going to show subconsciously unconsciously on stage without even realizing it like you you know it it, it's just like even just like little things like you're looking down or your chin isn't up enough like just the slightest thing it will show so yeah I really learned that with doing all this mindset um work and stuff like that too like it's so important to work on your mindset I'm going into a bodybuilding show as well because mm. you're, it's it's super. Um, what's the word? Dysregulating getting up there um, mm. if you haven't really prepared for, it. especially for first time. It's like you've got all these judges, all these people looking at you basically half naked, and you're paying all this money for people to look at you half naked and look at your physique. Like it's very dysregulating if you haven't like prepared yourself mentally for it, and if you haven't done mm. that confidence building because it's it's a lot. <laughs> especially yeah. if you haven't done it before you know like yeah 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 what would some of your best tips be around nailing your daily habits so if you're trying to fit everything in with working full-time staying on top of meal prep doing the cardio steps and weight training how do you stay on top of it and especially days when you feel like exhausted as well yeah yeah it's honestly like you have to be you have to have good time management and be organized yeah. when you're in prep especially if you work full-time and stuff like that in the shift work like I had to know exactly what I was doing like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday like I had it all planned like if I was doing a morning shift or like most of the time I do 10 hour days I'd be like okay I'm working 10 hours I start at 6 30 I'm not mm. gonna want to go to the gym after work so I need to get up at 3 a.m and I did this quite a lot I got up at 3 a.m and the night before I had all my meals prepped, even though I'd come home exhausted, I made sure that all my meals were in the fridge, ready to go. But a good key is just make simple meals, like still make, you can still make tasty meals. You just add on like, you know, QP mayo or some like a tasty sauce on top. Like I, at the back end of prep, I was literally doing, sounds boring, chicken, rice and vegetables, but it was just super easy for me to bulk prep. So I'd make on a Sunday I would bulk prep like the whole week's worth of meals Mm. and then all I had to do was add sauce on top and then it was all good to go. And then I made, I would eat the same thing for like lunch and dinner. So then I didn't have to like make a different meal for dinner as well. Um, Knowing how depleted I was, I would kind of thought about all these things in advance. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to want to cook mince as well as chicken. So let's just bulk prep prep the same thing and you're hungry enough to kind of want to eat the same thing anyways like I was totally okay with eating the same thing every day it makes it very hard if you're a fussy eater and you don't want to eat the same thing every day as well but Mm -hmm. I mean it is doable but it's definitely it makes it more difficult if you want to change up the meals every day so bulk prep all your meals is my tip make a day of it do like a meal plan meal prep sorry day and then 
just be really organized, like know where you are meant to be each day of the week. If you, you know, work full time Monday through to Friday, like I do shift work, know what shifts you're doing, allow yourself enough time before or after to get your daily non-negotiables done. I would try and do my cardio when I did end up doing cardio I tried to do that after I trained in the morning so then I'd wake up earlier to allow enough time to then get my cardio in and in regards to steps that's where I did struggle actually the most because in theatre we're quite stagnant so we don't Mm. when you're scrubbed in you don't actually move too much because Mm. you're just standing in one spot you know in theatre so when I knew I was going to have like a stagnant day I'd try to also get on the treadmill and do some steps. And luckily enough, I park a little bit away from work. So that allows me for more steps to walk to work. But yeah, like the main thing is just to be organized. I don't recommend meal prepping as you go. Like some people will cook their meals like the day before and then they'll go to work and like, okay, I need to cook tomorrow's meals. Okay, I need to cook tomorrow. That takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy. So yeah, bulk prep if you if you can do it <laughs> yeah yeah and what did your kind of exercise requirements look like so was it weight training five times a week and then did you have to do like an hour of cardio or half an hour of cardio a day plus 10,000 steps or 15,000 however much it gets up gets up to yeah so I did um I trained five days a week and I did three upper body days and two leg days and then at the back end I was doing three uh, sessions, half an hour each. And then I was doing 10,000 steps per day. So at the start of prep, I didn't do any cardio. The cardio only kind of came in um, after Townsville just to get more conditioned. So yeah, I was only doing um, three sessions a week. And I tried to do that with my upper body days because I do three upper body days. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it on my upper body day, not after a leg day because my legs have been too sore. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. So um, I just tried to tee it up with my upper Mm. body days. And what else did I do? I think, no, that was it in terms of Mm. training. Yeah. How do you feel competing in FMG as an untested, as a natural competitor in an untested federation? Like, do you feel like it's a good challenge to show what you can achieve? Or do you feel like it's still a bit intimidating? I, I honestly... I don't feel intimidated. Like before I did my first show, I did get a bit in the comparison, like um, danger zone. But then I kind of got over that and realized that we're all on our own kind of journeys. It's so easy to get in a comparison mindset and look at the other athletes and go, oh, her glutes are bigger than mine, My bi- her biceps are bigger, blah, 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 or whatever it is. It's just so important to remember that everyone's journey to stage is different. And it's so like, it can get so toxic if you're just comparing yourself to others. It's, you just really should focus on yourself. Like the end of the day, like it's your journey and, you know, some people enhance, some people aren't. And honestly, like no judgment, who cares? Like it is to me, it's also another drive to be able to be a natural competitor. And, you know, if I, I don't care if I need extra time to get to stage that's fine. I'm very process driven. Like another thing that people will do is they'll focus on the end goal. Like they'll use stage day as the end goal. And then that's when they kind of 
can fall off the bandwagon in the reverse diet because they're like, okay, well, what am I doing now? There's no goal anymore. The goalpost has has shifted. Like I see the stage as a stepping stone in my journey. And I feel like that's so important. And Hattie Boydell actually explained this really well in her podcast on Spotify. It actually really helped me with my reverse diet mindset as well. Just being process driven and not focusing on the stage day as the you know the end goal and I feel like the fact that I am so process driven that's how I'm able to kind of look past the fact of other people being enhanced and all that kind of stuff like it's it really is I know everyone says this and it sounds cheesy it really is you versus you like I know everyone throws that around all the time but it really is you versus you and if you actually just focus on yourself and you are on personal journey to get to stage I feel like you're going to enjoy the process a lot more than um, looking at another competitor and going oh she's got big biceps and she's competing in my category I need to build biceps like you know what I mean like I don't I don't mind that I'm competing in a non-tested federation it doesn't doesn't really bother me I don't know like I don't feel threatened or anything like I'm I'm happy to be in my own zone in my own process and yeah, it's just, it's just not really on my radar, hey, to be enhanced. Like, I just, I'd just rather stay natural. There's no judgment. Everyone's different. Yeah, I think it's a cool motivator to see kind of what you can achieve. Because someone was asking me the other day about my legs and, like, asking what sport I do and things like that. And they were, yeah, they just said, like, oh, you must eat chicken, broccoli, rice every day. And I was like, oh, I actually don't eat meat. And they're like, oh, my God. And then I told them how people often my old gym actually thought that I was enhanced and they set me down (laughs) this was maybe a year ago and I didn't know anything about it about like the different steroids or anything or different names and they're like I would be sure like are you sure you're not taking anything because like apparently one of the PTs said that I'm definitely on stuff because of the way my abs look blah 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 and I was like um creatine (laughs) and then they just started laughing because I had no idea and the person said um that because I'm plant-based and natural I'm taking like the extra extra hard route and I'm like yeah it's kind of fun because I can just show like there's there's other ways of doing things so I just use it as a motivator as well (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's really cool yeah 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 and I was like saying before like it's super cool seeing someone that's fully plant-based and like you know it's it's yeah another like cool motivator and you you're like a role model for other people that are also vegans you know like in the bodybuilding industry as well and people like lifestyle as well that you can you can you know still achieve a healthy lifestyle and a really good like physique eating vegan food like it's Mm -hmm. it's really cool yeah yeah did you find that um coming out of wbff now did you have any post-comp blues that you didn't expect yeah 100 i came out of my prep with really good intentions i was like right i've got the role model mindset you might have seen on my story i was talking about the role model mindset coming out of prep like i'm not it's super easy to let yourself down but it's it's harder to let others down and that was my mindset of if i go and binge eat and if i go in like you know blow out what they call it right that what is that showing other people that follow me that it's okay to do that to have disordered eating it's okay to you know do that and I didn't want to be that person so I had a lot of I guess subconscious like pressure on myself as well as you know I know that I am like a role model to a lot of people and I had that pressure 
But then I also realized that my post comp goal wasn't strong enough. Like I was like, FMG 2025, that's my drive, like sick, I'm good to go. But that wasn't strong enough at all. Like I needed Mm. a goal that was actually closer because that that's so far away so in the back of your mind you're not realizing it but the back of your mind you're like oh I've got so much time so of course I can eat that extra cookie and then you wake up the next day and the danger zone is like well that extra cookie didn't do anything so I'm gonna have another cookie and you know in saying that it's okay to be human and of course like it's you know it's okay to snack within reason and all that kind of stuff I'm not saying that you can't do that but I was definitely like overdoing it and over consuming like and just mindlessly eating like I wasn't like actually sitting like I wasn't preparing my day to then like fit in those things it's hard like thinking back I was just I I was very hard on myself I wasn't even that bad with my food I just didn't feel good about it because I didn't feel in control and I wasn't like preparing for those um, extra things that I was eating so then I had food guilt And then it was like a cycle and at work I was feeling quite bored during those like couple weeks. So then like I was filling that space with like an old comfort that I couldn't get in prep, which is food. Like I'm a massive Mm. foodie. Like I love my food and I kind of fell back in that kind of um, mindset. And after kind of evaluating my goals and stuff, I realized that I needed something that was like closer. So I got, I spoke to my, one of my good mates and we're doing like a photo shoot for her PT business. And I'm actually studying my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness now. So I'm going to use that photo shoot as my like portfolio for my business when I eventually launch it. So that's like a cool little motivator for me to, you know, not eat like an idiot. Um, and also like, I don't want to undo all the hard work that I've worked for, for the past, you know, two years. I don't want to do that. And I also value my health. And again, like I said, like I want to be a role model for others and I don't want to put myself in a position where I can't compete when I want to, because obviously there'll be more body fat that I'll have to lose and all that kind of stuff. So, and it, yeah, it didn't make me feel good that I was going off plan. Um, I always feel really good when I'm on track and still living my life and still being human and being more social and more flexible, but still allowing myself flexibility. So do you think, will you kind of transition into fitness as your career in the near future then, or you're just going to trial out doing it on the side or something? Yeah. So my end goal um, and my ultimate goal is to have my business in fitness. So personal training online eventually and going casual as a nurse yeah I definitely like want to be my own boss I love traveling so the idea of me being able to do something I'm passionate about and then also do something I'm lo- I love um on the side like go to Bali or something and then still be able to work that's honestly that's like the dream lifestyle for me I don't particularly like being tied down to a location Mm. Like I am right now with my job, like I can't, like I work full time at a set location. I can't just up and go somewhere and still work. Like there is travel nursing opportunities as well that I could do and I did look into it, but I feel like my passion is definitely in fitness. I've kind of realized that nursing is actually an old identity of mine, sadly. I still like, I definitely love helping people and I knew that I got that right when I started my career, but I do believe that it isn't meant to be 
in nursing that I'm helping people. I feel like it's meant to be in fitness and being a role model that way. Yeah. I feel like I notice a lot in the bodybuilding industry. I feel like half bodybuilders all come from nursing backgrounds more than any other career I notice. Yeah. 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 And I spoke about that in like my first um, podcast episode when I Mm. released that back. I think that was like two months ago now. And I spoke about how like we all have the same theme of wanting control and um, because we don't really have that in nursing, like, because you kind of rock up on a day and you don't really know, especially when you're like a ward nurse, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like you get these patients and you don't know if they're going to crash or if, you know, you don't know what type of patients you're going to get really and anything can happen. Whereas when you come home to outside of work, you, if you're, you know, bodybuilding and a nurse, you've got that control and like you have like a drive to be healthy yourself because, you know, you've seen other patients being so unwell and sick and all Mm. that kind of stuff. It, It kind of gives you like a drive to better yourself again. And yeah, like be like a I guess also like a role model to your patients like you know you're Mm. like health you're fit and healthy and then you can be like a motivator for them to for them to come out of their like unhealthy shells and stuff like that too we all have a very similar theme of wanting control in the Mm. healthcare industry and but bodybuilding like overlaps is really cool um yeah yeah. Mm, that sounds awesome that's everything for today. Did you have anything else to add? And do you want to let us know where we can find you as well? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. So Chloe, so C-H-L-O-E underscore Millet, M-I-L-L-E-T-T-X. That's where I mainly post a lot of my stuff. Yeah, I'm not really on TikTok or anything like that too much. I've tried to get into it, but I'm more of an Instagram person. Takes a while to learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also I launched my podcast, yeah. um, the Confidence and Movement podcast, and that's on Spotify as well. Cool. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. 